from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is hour number three of VSIN Bet Center live from downtown Las Vegas on a Saturday night. We get you set for your week 11 in the National Football League, as well as keep you posted on the late card college football updates and results as they come in with the big one being the final score in uh, Salt Lake City as the, the potential candidacy for Oregon. Not to, not to rub it in. It's all over for the Ducks. Jeff and his plus three and a half Oregon ticket is over. 38-7. Your final game stays under 58 and a half. And Utah consensus three-point uh, closing favorites do win. Oregon third in the college football playoff. They take a tumble uh, downwards. Although, I, while there's not much with any playoff implications here in the late slate, we gave you our previews. Uh, earlier with that final game of the night, Colorado State and Hawaii tipping off, uh, kicking off here in a couple minutes. What is happening in, in Boise, where Boise <laughs> State is up 24-0 on New Mexico as 27.5-point favorite? That's, that, that's not really the story, Jeff, but the story is something else on the local yeah, side. Yeah, so, uh, so, so uh, I, I'm trying to figure out if this is still happening right now, but at least for multiple plays, uh, New Mexico had to play a graduate assistant for multiple Excuse plays. Me? what? what? Can you re- what? Yeah. Can you repeat yeah, they had that? To play, uh, they had to play. They uh, had to play. So, uh, uh, Connor, Connor, Connor Jenal. Good, good try on the pronunciation. Is there? Uh, is we there? Have no number, idea if that's accurate. I don't know if that is. G E N A L. I'll need. I'll need our guy Wyatt Tomchak to uh, to get the correct pronunciation <laughs> for me. Uh, Sounds good. Uh, is one of four for sixteen yards. He got hurt. Isaiah Chavez, the number two quarterback, got hurt. 
The number three quarterback is Bryson Carroll, who is a grad assistant. Um, for what that's worth, the number one quarterback is back in the game right now. But uh, well, and Isaiah Chavez was the first walk-on freshman to start a game at New Mexico last year. Yeah, so, so we've it, already had a lot. Yeah, we've uh, already uh, had a lot for New Mexico. Look, look uh, that's a bad, that's a bad football team playing against a team that could still technically win the Mountain the Mountain West. Uh, I believe uh, West Division Boise is in. Uh, so. Uh, Look, we'll, uh, I, w- I was hoping that where the direction you were going there would give us a chance to live bet uh, Boise State. I would still bet. Li- I would still live bet Boise State because <laughs> New Mexico's probably not scoring again in that game. What's the second half total on that? Actually, well, they just kicked off the second. Half. Oh well, I don't. It's suspended at the moment. Uh, well, we'll have um, to have to pull pull up the handy dandy uh, get your in game app, app here and see if uh, get, get your app. Up. See uh, forty four and a half. It's probably a twenty one at halftime then. The problem, so you're looking at 45 nothing gets you home, basically? Yeah, New Mexico's 34 and a half live. I don't know. Boise State can't uh, win Boise second. State, you were wrong, Jeff. They were in the mountain. Oh, excuse me, mountain. That Come makes, on. That makes more sense with San Diego State in the West. The divisional yeah, setup sorry, of the Mountain me. West. How excuse dare me. Sorry, you? Sorry. All right. That's the type of thing we track here on Beeson Bet Center. There's no, no game that is off limits. Uh, but we also do look into the NFL. And we will start right now with our fade or follow segment over the next a couple segments here, taking a look at the top games bet in the Circa Millions contest this week, week 11. Jeff Barles, you and your partner Wes Reynolds, fellow VEASAN host, Weekend Warriors, you're, you're alive. You guys have had a pretty good four year. 4-1 and one last week. We had a good week. This uh, week, if we get 4-1, uh, we'll be happy. Uh, there, there'll be a party up at Stadium Swim probably at the <laughs> oh. end of the day. Well, uh, the I, I, the day. This, card, this card this week for trying to figure out five was really difficult. A really difficult I, card this as week. As much as you could make that argument every single this week. This was particularly this, difficult. This was a particularly difficult week. So, as we bring you the uh, the consensus plays for this league, let's uh, let's get to them. There they are on your screen. And uh, number one, Jeff, I you know I wasn't too surprised with at least a couple of these selections. Uh, this my only I, and I'm going to follow this first when we talk about. My only worry here is that, as always, with any of these that are on the top consensus, you you could when it's an underdog. It can turn into kind of that trendy dog uh, pick here that uh, goes goes awry. Indianapolis Colts catching seven, and that's still pretty much the market position right now. As you see on your screen, over 1,150 of the entrants in Circa Million selecting the Colts, plus seven over the Buffalo Bills. Still remaining your line basically everywhere. There's some some sevens juice now to the Buffalo side. Total at 49.5 or 50. This will be a follow for me, Jeff. Going to follow this one. You and I know what well, Wes Reynolds, he's a, he's a Colts fan after all. Uh, you think about the spots, though. Darius Leonard, questionable for the Colts, optimistic that he will play. Meanwhile, Spencer Brown, right tackle for the Bills. He is out. Star Latulale, uh, the defensive tackle, also out for Buffalo. Definitely the thought of if this is a Buffalo team, Jeff, that is first in the NFL in defensive DVOA. Yet the competition has not exactly uh, been. The, the absolute top level in the NFL. And the thinking here is you're getting Indianapolis off a game in which they struggled to beat Jacksonville, like we just discussed in our last hour at home last week. On the surface, it feels like a good spot to go with Indianapolis on the road in a, in a really prove-it spot for them. Are you worried that this is too much of a, a public spot, though, just kind of blindly backing a team like the Colts based on off of some of the issues that I think we, the public, have with kind of anointing Buffalo as a team that is currently, as we speak, your favorites to win the Super Bowl. As weird as that I, is to say. I was surprised that this was consensus number one. 
if I if I thought it was going to be consensus, I thought it was going to be back end consensus. We put it in. I'll have this game in my bets bet best bets later. Uh, falling for me on this. I, I again, I'm not convinced on Buffalo. I think they're good. I think they're still probably the best team in the AFC East, even with the surge that New England is on. But uh, look, I look at Buffalo's wins. The only good team Buffalo has really beat this year is Kansas City. And you need to put an asterisk on that game because that was when Kansas City was in, in the middle of just being, their defense was completely unplayable at that point in the season. Other than that, I mean, all right, can you learn anything from beating the Dolphins twice? Can you learn anything from smoking Washington in a game where Henneke turned it over four times? Can you tell from beating Mike White in the Jets last week with White throwing four picks? Can't really learn much. The, um, the weather looks like it's not going to be as bad as we thought it was going to be. It looked like it was going to be a big wind game. That wind is not going to come until later in the day. So that is good news if you're betting this total over. Um, and I think, look, this is a rematch of the playoff game from last year in the, in the, in the wild card round. I know it was Phillip Rivers instead of Carson Wentz. But Buffalo, if anything, with linebacker injuries that still maybe Edmonds may Edmonds is still questionable for Buffalo who didn't play last week. Maybe this is a game Jonathan Taylor has a big day. Maybe Carson Wentz uses his legs a little bit now that those ankles are healthy. I, I do think Buffalo probably wins this game in the end, but I think it's tight. I like Indianapolis getting the whole seven. Um, if we get if we get seven and a half tomorrow morning, I'm probably going to bet it again. It, to me, it's not so much of a just strictly baiting Buffalo because of who they haven't beaten this year and, and some of the weak wins that they that they have gotten this season. But to me, it's more of what has Frank Reich as a head coach done for Indianapolis against these contender type teams. Indianapolis has gotten up for the big games this year. They're only two and three, Jeff, in their five games against teams that are currently in playoff contention, but. Three, but all three of those losses have either been in overtime or by a field goal, where they played the Rams extremely tough at home, and then they had the, the, the big lead in Baltimore that they lost the overtime game there and the overtime game at home against Tennessee. You could say, all right, well, those are you know two of those were at home. One was, one was Baltimore, and they really collapsed late down the stretch. But a team that is third in, uh, you mentioned Jonathan Taylor. Could it be a big day for him? Third in rushing uh, EPA per play in the league, fifth in offensive uh, DVOA as a really as a result behind that on the rushing game. My only concern here they are they, they you can throw on them early, especially on early downs. Thirtieth in the NFL in the early down success rate defensively against the pass, which as we've seen, I mean the chasm here for Buffalo with how they have utilized the run versus the pass has only widened, which I don't think is a that's not a good sign at least down the stretch. But in a game like this, that's my only worry. Buffalo, I have to imagine, Jeff, is going to go all in on the pass in this game early enough, and they know that is a weakness of Indianapolis, and they know that Darius Leonard, the quarterback of that defense, is, if nothing else, banged up coming in. So that would be my only worry, that Buffalo is going to be able to throw on Indy, and as a result, it might might force Carson Wentz to throw more than Frank Reich would like him to. If anything, you mentioned the, the lack of the wind there. I'm going to follow this. I like Indy at the plus seven. I think over might not be a bad play, though with some of those early week concerns baked into the number, you can still get 49 and a half. I could see this game being high scoring. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, look, again, you are dealing with Buffalo's. If Buffalo's defense shows up, yeah, you can get this game to go under pretty right. easily. And also, too, look, if you're Indianapolis, this is a game you limit possessions for Buffalo. You run the ball like you pound it like they can. Uh, so, again, I, I really like Indy. 
I'm still not buying Buffalo as a whole. That's that that's reason number one and two. I I think Indy will be able to move the ball in this game, uh, with uh, with Jonathan Taylor who is having a great season. This game. He really is. Yeah, that's our number one play. I want to say we'll save number two for uh, after the break. Packers Vikings. We need more than a minute uh, and, and a half mm-hmm. to discuss to discuss that game. But the Vikings catching one and a half points is the number two. Um, just going back, Jeff, I'd said before the break, I, I did have a contest play on one of the games we discussed. You did not like anything in San Francisco, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I kind of like the Jaguars. That, that's going to be a contest Good luck play to for you, me. That, uh, the look on your face says Good it all. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. My, look, my thinking here in, in a spot like this is that, you know, like for, as we, we have, we have seen play out, Jeff, Jacksonville is going to be able to run the ball. To, to me on San Francisco offensively, still second in the NFL and rush offense DVOA. But I think the bigger matchup to watch here is San Francisco likely without Elijah Mitchell, who's doubtful in this game, who's made such a big difference to that offense as a running back. They're going up against a Jacksonville defense. It's actually been really, really effective. They're on the season seventh in defensive rush DVOA this year. You can throw on Jacksonville, but they've, they've, they've at least limited teams running on them. And that's kind of what got uh, Indianapolis in trouble last week. They just tried to pack it in after getting off to that early lead and, and really couldn't run at all on the Jags. I think the Jags keep this to a one-score game. I don't I, think they win. I will give this for Jacksonville. This looked like fold up the tent. See you later. We'll see you next year with a new coaching staff. Ever since getting blasted in Seattle, they have looked. They have played very hard. Obviously, the massive upset of Buffalo. Competitive with a chance to win the game last week at the end against Indy. Much better than I would have expected with how things looked a few weeks you have ago. To, you, uh, give that team credit. Yeah, give them credit. And the, the matchup to watch, San Francisco top five defensive rushing team against what we just mentioned in Jacksonville, second in the league in rushing offense. That's the matchup. I will be really interested to see how that plays out, but I think Jacksonville keeps it tight. All right, more fade or follow coming your way next year on VEASAN Bet Center. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you will always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, 
you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time and range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Black Friday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season. Plus, $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back. It's VEASAN Bet Center from downtown Las Vegas. Back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Continuing segment called Fade or Follow in the National Football League for Week 11. Taking a look at the consensus plays in the Circa Millions contest for this week. We've already discussed the top play. Let's talk about a couple others, Jeff. Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings. This is a, a line that has seen a tremendous amount of movement. Earlier on the show, we had Vinny Malayulo from the South Point, one of the top odds makers in the business and joining us, he he told us, Jeff, they were seeing so much Vikings action. They moved that game to a pick 'em. It's one most spots market wide right now. In the contest, it's Minnesota plus one and a half, which me- leads me to believe this is just partly a numbers play. But in general, a side that seems to have both uh, sharp and public support basically uh, since this, this thing was opened at Green Bay minus two and a half on Sunday night into Monday morning this week. My question is, Jeff, is, is that support uh, warranted? In a spot like this, Minnesota granted off of a great win last week at the L.A. Chargers. What do you think about a, a spot like this where I, I just kind of assume this would get bet up from Green Bay two and a half to three based on how public a team Green Bay is, but it's been the complete opposite this week. This is a, uh, this is a game I really don't want anything to do with. I, I Look, I understand why Green Bay has been bet against here. Minnesota finally won one of those close games last week against the Chargers. Uh, Green Bay uh, coming off of a really horrible offensive performance against Seattle. Aaron Rodgers is dealing with that toe injury through this week. He did practice. He's obviously going to go. Road divisional game. Really the last crack of Minnesota is going to stay in this divisional race. They got to get this game. If they lose this game, they're four games behind without the tiebreaker. It will be completely over for Minnesota in the NFC North race. Look, I I just have no feel for this. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay wins by 10. I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota wins by 10. Uh, this finally being the spot where the Packers get got this year. So I, I'm going to stay off. 
Good luck to everyone who has this in the consensus with Minnesota. I <laughs> wanted nothing to do with it. Good luck. I would say, based on the the stretch we've seen basically all year of Minnesota playing in these really tight down-to-the-wire games, I would have no issue teasing this game up, especially the fact you're getting it through a key number of three, not anymore through the seven. You can at least get it to the seven on a standard six-point teaser. With Green Bay, Aaron Jones, top running back out. Alan Lazard, second wide receiver, doubtful. David Bakhtiari will not make his return this week. He remains out the left tackle for Green Bay. My, my thinking on this, though, I'm going to fade uh, this spot, Jeff. And the, the, the biggest thing I feel like people have kind of honed in on is the loss of Aaron Jones. It's not so much Aaron Rodgers because you kind of assume, even if he is playing through a minor toe injury, that he will look a lot better than he did coming off of a basically two-week COVID layoff where he had no practice time at all, missing the Kansas City game and then rejoining the team about 24 hours before the game against Seattle last week. But I think more betters are looking at the lack of Aaron Jones, who gave them so much in both the running and the passing game. I would counter by saying that to me, you know, I, Jeff, as you know, like I, you know, I've watched these games. I've watched A.J. Dillon very closely over the last couple seasons. Average, you know, the numbers aren't like amazing. A little over four yards per carry in, in his 97 rushes so far this season. The dude is a tough runner. He is as physical as, as in any of the normal starting backs you're going to see in the league right now. Playing against a Minnesota rush defense that is 28th in the league in rushing defense on the DVOA side this year, and in a, in a game on the road where I think they will really look to establish that run, with how hard he's running and how healthy he is, Jeff, that to, that to me is where the handicap doesn't really add up on the on the Minnesota four side because it's been that has been the big the big argument against betting Green Bay here, and it's also been the argument of well, Green Bay's nine and one against the spread. That's really hard to continue to to continue to find success like that against the number all year. I mean, we can, we can, you know, I think we can make the case against that, right? Like you can't just say, well, a team is due to not cover. That to me is as ridiculous of a statement as there is. And I think a lot of people are looking at that specifically and saying, that's a home game, divisional game, one they have to win and, and going, it, uh, going there like that. Pretty simple <laughs> handicap. I don't really agree with it. I don't think the drop from Jones to Dylan is as much as people think either. I, I, I like yeah. AJ Dylan. The, the points that you made, uh, also, wasn't it Christmas game last year against Tennessee? All AJ Dillon. Also, I mean, like we've I mean, he's seen, had a couple. Like of them we've when seen, we've seen Jones has we've been seen Moments yeah. of AJ Dillon being able to carry the load here, Ben. So, uh, look, I, I just think this is a, a a matchup that no result would surprise me. I know Minnesota was a very popular teaser pick this week. I'm not surprised by that either. Right. Uh, but I stayed off completely in every respect in this game. Okay. Other thing I will say that, that would just worry me on Minnesota. Bottom six team in their early down offense. And Green Bay has, of of the areas where they have really shown improvement defensively, they've been a top 12 team in their third down uh, passing efficiency on defense. So they, they've been a really tough team to pass on third downs. We've seen a lot of third and longs for that Kirk Cousins-led uh, Viking offense this year. So that's a fade. I feel like we haven't been fading enough of these. Yeah, fade for days. me as well. <laughs> we haven't been fading enough, Jeff, over the past few weeks. So we're fading there, going against Minnesota, plus one and a half. Uh, as, as that is the second most popular pick of the Week 11 Circa Millions consensus play. Uh, let's go to number three, Jeff, and that's the game we mentioned, that uh, news coming out from Adam Schefter tonight on Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson. The sources in, in, in the Baltimore clubhouse telling Schefter maybe 50-50 chance it could be Lamar Jackson with a non-COVID illness. Only 50-50, as you mentioned earlier, Jeff. They, uh, they go to Trace McStorley. They activate him and bumped him from the practice squad to the active roster. And this was selected a lot by betters. Again, probably, wouldn't you say, just on the, the number here? I mean, it was six 
off the news Friday that it was likely Lamar Jackson would play from four and a half. It's anywhere from five to six right now. Uh, first off, how tempted are you just on a, just based on that news alone to just go out on a limb, grab Chicago with the six, thinking that it might fall back? You're purely based on the speculation we're seeing right now. A little tempted. The problem is Chicago's injury report this year is a dis- uh, it's, it's this, this week, I should say, to total disaster. Total disaster on every front on on, on the injury report. So much for you know, or Chicago get, getting healthy out of a no. I just they managed to get worse, which is and pretty, that's I mean Baltimore's bad. the same way. Yeah, look, I again I don't know how good Baltimore really is. We've kind of found that out throughout this year. They they were lucky to win a few of those games along the way. They're still six and three. They're coming off a horrible loss against Miami, where game where look you can't lose that game. I'm sorry, like it just. Miami did nothing offensively most of the game, and Baltimore still lost by two scores. So, I I, uh, I really, in the end, I'm just going to stay off. I would only fade the consensus here, especially with the news that Lamar may not 50-50 coin flip because of a non-COVID-related illness. And if it's Tyler Huntley or, or Trace McSorley or whoever it ends up being, Chicago at least has a chance because guess what? If Lamar is not in this game, Justin Fields is the much better quarterback in this game. And also, too, Fields really showed me something that second half against Pittsburgh, where that Pittsburgh defense went at full strength is really good, Ben. And they were full strength in that that game. And Fields in the second half basically did whatever he wanted, especially in that fourth quarter. That was very impressive. That was the first time where I felt like, all right, he's taking – He's taking the steps forward we've finally been waiting for this year. And it came in that fourth quarter. And look, I know people like Baltimore's defense still. They're not good. I think we have to get... 25th we in have the to, DVOA yeah, now. We have to get out of our heads that Baltimore's a good defense. Yeah, Wink Bardinell's a good coordinator, but that defense is not good. Chicago should be able to move the ball in this game, Ben. I'm just concerned with those defensive injuries if Jackson plays. I don't think they're getting many stops either. Yeah, well, and the thing, too, I would to me, the temptation more than anything is if you're going to bet this blindly based on the, the 50-50 news coming out, it would be to the under simply because yeah. this is – we're starting to see it drop in some spots, down to 43.5. You can still get 44.5 is the best number. You, know, like you still loot 24-21, beats you. You survive by the hook on 24-20 in that case, but with it expected to be somewhat windy in – uh, in Chicago, Jeff, that's one where I would be more—I would be much more willing to take a stab on that overnight tonight than I would be willing to take a stab on the Bears uh, on the side, and as well because, like, while Baltimore's had its struggles defensively, the one thing they've been able to do well is limit early down runs by opposing offenses. And what's the one thing Chicago has to do to be competitive in this game? They've got to establish the run on early downs. It has been a disaster for Justin Fields passing the ball on third down. So that's my one worry here, and it's why I'd rather take a stab at an under than, uh, than anything else, don't you think? That would be the only thing I'd consider. Again, the problem <laughs> yeah. with that is the, the thing is if Lamar plays, that, maybe, well, right. then, maybe, then you don't want it. Again, you're just you're hedging your bet here. If you think if you're going to go on a 50% no for Lamar, you take Chicago now with the sixes that are still available. You take the, the unders now before they dip too much because if he doesn't play, they will dip. Or you just don't play it. Or you, That's probably going to be my the sm- Probably the the smartest thing to do is not play this game. <laughs> I'm going to fade the consensus, though. Fade the consensus. Yeah. All right, I will. I will push consensus. Oh I'm, come on! I don't. I'm. That's not. A thing. You can't push four and a half. You're right. You, there's no. There's no. You ties can't push it. You can't. I will. I will. I will uh, fade. Okay. You didn't. You didn't do like Adam Burke did last week, and he punted one of the games.
Pusher's good. I don't know. I don't know what's worse, punting or pushing. Uh, up next, we're going to continue more NFL discussion as we get ready. Week number 11 tomorrow right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. A lot of movement going on, even as we speak right now on a Saturday night as we welcome you back at vcin Bet Center from downtown Las Vegas, back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. We were just talking in our last segment about what to expect in Chicago with the Ravens-Bears matchup tomorrow. Off of that uh, news, Adam Schefter just tweeted out a little while ago that Lamar Jackson 50-50 to play with a non-COVID illness for tomorrow. Uh, to help us discuss this more, we'll talk some other NFL with him as well. Uh, our guy Matt Valderam uh, joining us from the Windy City, uh, is where he's, he's standing by here, national NFL reporter for Fans Excited. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Matt Verderam. So, Matt, thank you so much for uh, taking a few minutes out of your Saturday night to join us. We were giving our thoughts, kind of Jeff and I both feeling like this, at, at the moment, as much of a stay away as, as you could ask for, given the uncertainty of Lamar Jackson's status from the betting implications here. If anything, maybe taking a stab on and under, given uh, some of the injury issues on both sides here. What do you look, what do you see when you look at a matchup like this and understanding we just don't know yet for sure Who's actually going to be under center here for Baltimore in a spot like this in Chicago? That's, I would say far, far away because you have all these injuries. Not only Jackson, you have the, the Bears were missing a ton of guys. Uh, you're also now without Marquise Brown if you're, the, if you're the, the Ravens. And Lamar Jackson, even if he plays, how healthy is he? I mean, is, is he 70%? Is he 50%? You know, where is he? You know, is, is he able to be mobile? We don't know what kind of illness he has, how effective he's been by it, but. Uh, if you want to bet the number, I would just tease it up to 12 and just say, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll tease the Bears plus 12 and I'll, I'll live with it. And hopefully it's a you know, game where it's 20 to 10 or it's, uh, you know, some, somewhere in that range. But, you know, the, the one thing that would scare me with the under, the Ravens have the worst pass defense in the NFL. That would concern me. Fields played really well two weeks ago in Pittsburgh. He's capable of doing it again. I know the Bears' weapons are, are not great, but. That would worry me a little bit with the way Baltimore's played defensively this season. Matt, uh, to change course here, we'll keep it in the NFC North with the big matchup in Minneapolis. Uh, Packers right now a one-point favorite consensus against the Vikings uh, on the road. Total 47.5. That's been bet down because the Packers have been great to the under so far this year. Uh, The thinking for people that are betting Minnesota is that, all right, you finally won a close game last week against the Chargers. The Packers are ripe to finally be beaten off of these uh, close wins, closer wins that they've had when Rodgers has played. Uh, what, what do you see in this one? Because this is, to me at least, a very tough handicap here. I think the Packers are the best team in football right now. And that's with all the injuries. With Jair Alexander and Aaron Jones, Larry Smith, and obviously Bakhtiari working his way back from late last year when he tore that ACL. I look at the Packers and say, why wouldn't you take them in this game? Yes, Minnesota, or desperate. Yes, at home. But Minnesota this year has been a mess. I mean, you know, now the, the odd thing is they're, they're in every game they play 
I heard the stat yesterday. I think on ESPN where they said that the Vikings are the only team this year to lead by a touchdown in every single game. Mm-hmm. But they don't win. They're, you know, and, and essentially in this game, you're betting a money line. So I think Green Bay wins. I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's fairly close. I think the total's about right. I, I don't know that I'd go either way there. Green Bay is playing very well defensively. Just shut out Seattle. Limited Chiefs to 13 points. I just worry with Minnesota. You know, it seems like that thing has been teetering all year with Zimmer and everything else. I think the Packers win the game you know, somewhere around the 27 to 23 range. Takes a disciplined professional reporter, Jeff, based in Chicago to say, you know, Green Bay, best team in football. But, but that's, you know, that's why we appreciate you, man. <laughs> based in Chicago, writing for fansided.com. Uh, but yeah, stay, yeah, staying objective, staying, uh, staying truthful. Uh, so we, we mentioned some of these NFC North matchups, talking Bears hosting the Ravens, Packers uh, taking on the Vikings on the road tomorrow. Some interesting, and you know, even it's amazing how the NFL news cycle, especially on a week to week basis when it comes to the betting lines. Even as we sit now, we just saw here a few minutes ago pretty big move and a flip of favorites in an NFC West showdown in Seattle, Arizona, and Seattle with the Cardinals and the Seahawks with another Adam Schefter report saying even though it will be another game-time decision for Kyler Murray at quarterback tomorrow, signs pointing to Colt McCoy getting yet another start. Uh, there We have seen two games of this, Matt, with the, the whole game-time decision tag with two completely different results. Both of these games, well, I, you know, both games basically being – uh, being over in the third quarter, one of them being an Arizona blowout win in San Francisco, as uh, seeing, again, them getting all the money against them to Niners minus five and a half. We saw what happened last week. Cardinals get blown out at home against the Panthers as a 10-point favorite. What do you expect in a game where we know Seattle has their backs against the wall, just shut out by those Green Bay Packers last week? Now they're laying two or two and a half with this move coming out here late on a Saturday night. Is that the move? We understand why, obviously, with the thought that Colt McCoy will give it a go. Uh, do you do you still feel like Seattle at that number would be the side to play? You know, if Murray had played or or was thought to be uh, to be playing, I would have said I think it's a field goal game either way. Maybe look at the total. But now with this, it seems McCoy will get the start. I would bet the house on Seattle to win this game. I, I, to me, if Seattle can't win this game at home at three and six, knowing that if they lose, this thing's over. They're not coming back. They're not coming out of it. And who knows what lays ahead for them. And what is, you know, a lot of people inside the league believe is going to be a very turbulent offseason regarding Russell Wilson. Uh, I, I think this is one of those circle the wagons. Hey, everything, every single thing we've got, we've got to ride. DeAndre Hopkins is also out for this game. And the Cardinals have a bye after this. And that's not that you ever say, oh, I think the team's just going to kind of mail it. But if there's ever a game, where the Cardinals just go, hey, look, you know what? No matter what happens, we're still winning the division. Uh, you know, we're trying to get right. We're trying to get healthy. I just think that the emotion level is going to be so different for the two teams. And then you factor in where the game's being played. I think Seattle does win this game and wins by, you know, 10 to 14 points. Arizona also on a bye week next week as well. Uh, Matt, uh, just uh, shifting over to the, uh, the big uh, 425 Eastern game. Dallas at Kansas City. Of course, Amari Cooper's not going to play with a COVID-positive test. He's also knocked out of the Thanksgiving game as well against the Raiders for the Cowboys. Kansas City hanging in as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Matt, it sure feels like the league let Kansas City off the hook when they were down, and uh, at least it was only one game. But KC looks to have uh, figured their problems out uh, with uh, obviously a great opponent coming in this week. 
Yeah, I think it's the AFC and you were watching that game on Sunday night. You said, oh, like we, we had them. We had them. We, we could have buried them. And now all of a sudden they hang 41 and Mahomes looks like Mahomes and the offense is rolling. But in this game, I actually look at it and say, I think this game is going to be decided by Kansas City's defense. And early in the year, that would be a horrible thing for the Chiefs, who were historically bad the first month of the season. Last five games, they are set, they're playing at ranks that would be seventh in the red zone, 11th in third down percentage. The last three weeks, 22% on third down defensively, best in the NFL. They've been dominant. And you start seeing Melvin Ingram's come in. He's played well. That moved Chris Jones back inside. He's been very good. Rashad Fenton, he's come in for, for a bench Mike Hughes. Rashad Fenton is the number one corner in the league on pro football focus right now. So you've seen all these things. Now with Cooper being out, I expect Spagnuolo to double lamb in this game, to basically tell the Cowboys, if you want to run the ball and throw to Dalton Schultz, go nuts. We don't care. We will force you to do what teams have forced us to do, which is go 12 and 15 plays to drive down the field. We think we can make a play in the meantime. Um, I, I think the Chiefs win the game. I worry about a backdoor cover with Dallas. I, I think those two and a half, that hook, um, if I had to bet the point, I actually would take the Cowboys just because I could see it being a game where it's like 30 21 and then, hey, at the end, they score garbage time. But I think the play might just be Chiefs' money line uh, to, to walk out of there with a win. It is amazing how the Chiefs have done, as you mentioned, Matt, have done all that just to crawl themselves from 32nd in defensive DVOA to 30th on the season. That uh, tells you how poor, poor it was early. Uh, Matt Verderam again, giving us some time here, NFL reporter for Fansided.com. Matt, as always, we really appreciate the time. Thanks for giving us some insight into these uh, top NFL games, and best of luck in, in your uh, betting NFL Sunday for tomorrow. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Anytime. Again, uh, looking at some of these late line moves, we uh, we saw the tweet come out from from Adam Schefter, Jeff. We are going to mention this because it is one of our uh, fade or follow games. I think a lot of people assuming in the betting market that this news was going to come. A lot of people playing Seattle at the plus two and a half, as as I did, I think as you and uh, as and West did as well. This is not a surprise. The, my only hesitation is we literally saw this exact same storyline play out two weeks ago. I love San Francisco in that spot. You ended up with what? Six and a half points of closing line more value. More than that. More than it was. What from <laughs> the whole touchdown, from, wasn't it? I think it was from two to five and a half, so yeah. seven and a half. Yeah, did not matter. That's the only worry here. However, I, I, I just have to trust Seattle at a spot like this after being blanked at home against Green Bay. I I'll, just have to. I'm I'll, sorry. I have more to say on the other side, but you're three and six. You have a home game against a, a a team that, even though they're very good, is limping into the game off a horrible loss without their best wide receiver. Hopkins is going to play, and likely without Kyler Murray. If you lose this game, your season is beyond the finish up there in the Pacific Northwest. That's a We're going to discuss that game more as well as finish the rest of our fade or follow segments up next right here on Beeson Bet Center. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you will always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time and range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. With college basketball now underway, it is this time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, and Tim Murray, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today and get your copy for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. As we're back from a packed... Circus Sportsbook Studio. Oh, not well, the studio's not that. Circus Sportsbook behind us is back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson on a uh, fight night on a Saturday night in uh, in Las Vegas. They are underway, by the way, in the uh, in the big fight. Sean Porter and Terrence Crawford at the MGM Arena. Oh, they're, act, they're actually I I I, the, I, uh, I Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra over at Mandalay Bay tonight. Yes, they're all in the same. It's all in the same. Family. All in the same family. It basically look. I mean, it looks the same. So they're underway. There, big crowd behind us to watch. Uh, the uh, the event in house and you know, we're also here. I know you have your attention on. Yeah, this, no, this look, fight. it's a it's an a, interesting one. It's a big fight. Uh, anytime Bud Crawford fights, it's a big deal. Uh, Derek Stevens, of course, the uh, the uh, proprietor of this great establishment here, uh, came in before our show started and said that it's a sold out crowd upstairs, and they're showing the fight behind us in the book. One of only two places here in Vegas to uh, actually show the fight live. Very in very the impressive. Book. It's all. It, not a coincidence then that uh, Crawford closed the highest favorite in the market behind us at Circa minus a thousand to 
to plus 690 on on Sean Porter. They're underway in the third round of 12. That was uh, the fight over 10 and a half rounds, heavily juiced in the minus 260 range. On sounds, the over 10 and a half. Sounds about right. We will uh, we'll keep you posted. I know Jeff's locked in. Not on the late college. There's really nothing on the late college football right, right now. Except Oregon my, State's beating Arizona State 10-0. The game, I mean, the game that I did give out, but of course I didn't play because I didn't want to give myself heartburn, was Hawaii minus uh, Hawaii plus three over Colorado State. Hawaii is uh, was on top early, 9-7 after a quarter of play there at the uh, the basically the converted high school stadium down in Honolulu. Anyway, back to the fade or follow, our final segment of that. We'll continue talking about the fourth most selected games in the Circa Millions consensus this week. Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half. Well, newsflash, you're going to get some closing line value there. The question is, will that, uh, that hashtag CLV be your friend at the end of the day? Will you need it or will you get burnt like we've seen happen in the past on these Arizona games? Because that's uh, as a result of, you see what your updated line shows now, Seahawks minus one with the news coming out tonight. Colt McCoy likely to be the starting quarterback tomorrow. Kyler Murray remaining a game-time decision, but the thought is it will be a third straight week of McCoy, who is questionable in his own right, Jeff, coming in after being banged up last week in that loss for Arizona. Uh, you and I both in lockstep here, liking Seattle, and I think you feel the same way. It's it's more than just the simple flip at this point of Murray being out. I kind of felt like even with Murray in, I would have liked the spot for Seattle after getting blanked for the first time under Russell Wilson in that 17-0 loss last week, and Having everything to play for in a spot like this where your season is uh, is on the line kind of feels very similar to what we saw out of the Niners last week at home against the Rams, the way they came out and, and game-planned that game. Certainly, they were larger underdogs there in that spot originally, but I, I get the same kind of sense in, in an NFC West divisional battle like this one. Got to have it, Spot. You got to have it if you're Seattle. If you lose this game, your season is over, period. It's done. You're not coming back from 3-7, and seven. and especially with – San Francisco getting the big win last week against the Rams to keep their season afloat. And quite frankly, the Niners very well may make the playoffs still because of that big win last week. Uh, and, and you're dealing with Arizona without DeAndre Hopkins, without Kyler Murray likely, even though it's still a game-time decision and that could flip. But look, Ben, Seattle's defense has been a little bit better recently. They were horrible early in the year. They've improved kind of like last year where they were horrible early and got better as the year went along. And I don't expect Russell Wilson to be as bad as he was last week. I mean, he did get a pin out of his finger four days before that game and looked very, very rusty. That may have been worked the bad stuff out of his system, get ready to go for this one. Uh, I'm going to follow, but look, it w- would it shock me with the way these last few weeks where the closing line value has <laughs> just blown matter. up in everyone's face? <laughs> I mean, Cooper Rush first with Dallas. Where you, you get a, a six and a, a six point difference and Dallas covers every number, then the the, the uh, Kyler being out against the Niners seven and a half point difference doesn't matter. Arizona wins by double digits. Would it shock you if everyone gets gets blown up again here, Ben? As long as my teaser cashes. <laughs> That's all I care That's about. That's the spirit. All, hey, I'm sorry. Look, we're betters, Jeff. We're selfish. We're selfish people. If Arizona wins by seven and I win my teaser by a half point, so be it. I did tease Seattle earlier today when it was still at one and a half and, and while the news, you know, before we saw more definitive news come out, I'll say this. You mentioned Seattle defensively getting better. They're up there. They're 11th against the rush this season, and you would kind of assume here with Colt McCoy's quarterback, Arizona's going to want to lean into James Conner and the rushing game. It's been the one area where Seattle's actually been pretty good this year as a top 12 defense. We'll also say 
for Arizona offensively last two weeks with with McCoy quarterback 24th in their early down success on offense bottom eight offensive team with McCoy and not too much of a surprise and and defensively while they you know I think Jeff some of the, the takeaways and some of the big plays they had early have kind of artificially boosted this defense they're second in DVOA but if you look at just the, the raw success rate which kind of filters out some of those huge massive turnover type touchdown plays that can really artificially inflate a team's defensive overall ratings. They're only 27th against the run in their actual success rate. And Seattle's has been uh, eighth, at least on early downs, running the ball this year. So those are some of the kind of the advanced numbers that leads me to believe, even with Kyler Murray, even if he would have played this game, Jeff, and again, he might, probably not, based on the market move here. But even with that being said, I would still like, uh, I would still like Seattle. So what, what we're saying is, final score tomorrow, Arizona 31, Seattle 17. 13, 13. Yeah. We get screwed at our closing yeah, line. Value. Yeah, again. It but just, it's, a fa- it's a follow for both th- of us. Here. Look, and also, too, at some point, one of these closing line value games is going to well, come through at some point. There's a right? reason you try to have closing line value. It's, <laughs> it's not just to come through at some point. Not, it was not meant just to be a Twitter hashtag. Yeah. yeah. Was, no, I know. There's, a, there's, an art, there's an art method to the madness. So we're both going to follow this. I think, on principle, we have to fade this last one solely because if you, and I get it, our last game, Miami. <laughs> and the Jets in the Meadowlands. <laughs> I get that it's Joe Flacco starting at quarterback for the New York Jets. I will just say, and I fully expect Miami to win the game here, but if you if you are in a contest where you paid $1,000 to enter and you are really going to put your contest livelihood at stake, I know it's just one game of many, Jeff, but if you're really going to back to a Tagovailoa on the road giving points in a divisional matchup, I mean, it, it could be Rusty Smith at quarterback, who we got to mention earlier, circa 2009. I don't care who's playing quarterback for the other team, Jeff. That is just on principle not a play I would be making putting into the contest. Again, I get the logistics. It's up to three and a half market wide in a lot of spots, and you're only laying the three. But, I mean, God, you kind of get what you deserve, Jeff, if this blows up in your face. I, st- I still think Miami wins the game, but I don't know. What do you, even, what do you expect out of Joe Flacco at quarterback? I have, I have no idea what to expect in this game. Both of these teams stink. I don't care that Miami's won two in a row. They're bad. The Jets, we know, are terrible. Ben, the Jets' defense, let's just start there before we go over to the offensive side. Because the Jet offense, actually, if you look at some of the numbers, especially since Wilson's been out, they're up to 12th on on run success now in the NFL. Like Not ninth on early downs. Yeah, they've yeah, actually like, like, been like moving they, the ball. They've been an NFL offense the last few weeks. That defense has not been an NFL defense since the bye week. And they were... Bad allowing points before the bye week. I actually think they were better than the numbers showed before the bye week. But since that game in London against Atlanta, they played four games. They've given up 175 points in four games. They have given up more than 42 in three of those. They actually won the Cincinnati game mixed in there, giving up 31. This is a disastrous defense. That probably is not getting much better as the year goes along, unless that pass rush wakes up like it did at times earlier in the year. But with that said, I don't want anything to do with this. I'll just fade it because I don't want this game. I don't want to lay points with Miami on the road, especially now with it being three and a half in the market. I don't want that. That's why this is the classic. We're going to fade it, but at the same time, if you made us pick a side, I would take Miami. We're really punting. No, at three and a half, at, at the contest, at three, it's at, Miami. You know what? I still think I take the Jets at three. <laughs> I think a push is probably the most logical scenario in this game at three. So, I look, I, I don't know. I, both of these teams are bad. 
Both defenses are bad, even though Miami played a good game last week against Baltimore. And both offenses, even though they, the Jets have looked more like an NFL offense, we're still talking about two bottom half offense, two bottom, excuse me, two bottom uh, quarter offenses in this league. Have you washed away the memory of week six last year? Jets at Dolphins? That, 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 look, that, that, that's why the Jets coaching stance reasoning always gives us a better chance against the Blitzes. Joe Flacco's worst game of the year last year came into Miami in a 24 nothing loss. 21 of 4486 yards so and, and a pick. That game wasn't even That game was not that final score was not indicative of how non-competitive that game was. They got across midfield like twice. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. So the Jets have have traded up to get Barrett Tucker or should have they have kept those second and third round picks to get more defensive guys? I don't know. Barrett Tucker's been good. I know. So, You're I the Jets fan. In, in the long run it's fine. And they have multiple first rounders anyway this year. Good point. All right. We'll move on from that. Let's go into our final hour of Easton Bets, and we, we run through the final games on the NFL card coming up next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. 